0: The following message is brought to you by International Christian Centre Chadwaith, a parish of the redeemed Christian Church of God, the home of kings and priests, where we experience the glory of God through worship and the preaching of the pure word of God. Be blessed as you listen to this message.
1: You see, Jesus Christ said that he's coming back for a church without what? spot? and wrinkle amen hallelujah and the one of the things i discover is that we, we do if, if you say you don't have any spot or wrinkle in your life eh, then something you have not looked recently in the spiritual mirror which is the word of god and just as in the natural you know after clothing is washed most times you will discover, even the ones that they say uh, wrinkle-free. You know those ones? There's, there's, one, there's one they call wash and wear, wrinkle-free shirts. Have you noticed that what they mean wrinkle-free means that the iron doesn't have to be too terribly hot. But real quality cotton, good quality cotton. Huh? Not cotton with polyester. okay. But real Egyptian cotton. Okay? would require you to really iron it very well. Are we together? And you need a good iron, okay? Um, I'm advertising ions today, amen? <laughs> There's one by Tifel, okay? If you want to buy a good quality iron, get Tifol. It has a ceramic plate. Don't go for metal and all that kind of... And always make sure the steam level is high, okay, on it. That way, when you... I'll, I'll bring one... Um, and you will see, okay? So, when you're ironing, okay? As you're ironing, the good iron, that means, and never get an iron that is less than 2,000 watts. In fact, um, in terms of the, because it gives a higher level of heat. I tend to go for one that is about 2,600, okay? Because the the hotter it, it can get, right? That means that it is better in pressing out the very difficult wrinkles, Are we together? And get one that will give you, you know, between two to three hundred grams of heat, you know, steam, release, every time that you're ironing. Okay? Somebody will be wondering, what is pastor talking about? Why is he talking about ironing and everything? Right? It means this. If God is coming back for a church without spot and wrinkle, it will have to take, what? A very hot iron. That means that his word must be on fire. Are we together? Huh? To be able to remove those wrinkles and kinks in our lives. Right? So when the word is cold, you're just wasting your time. You're just running and nothing is happening. Right? That is why the Bible says that God said to Jeremiah, he says that my, my word shall be like a what? A fire and like a what? Hammer. Right? Because it must be burning hot. To be able to remove some kinks are we together okay and there's some things that need straightening out that if 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 the, after the fire because if you're going to straighten out metal okay you need fire and you need a good hammer to to, to 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 be able to forge a great um what's it called again sword are we together okay so it is vital that the word of god must be hot okay Two, it is also, it is steam. The water is required for constant cleansing and, and tenderizing. So it's making, the, it, is, it has to soften the cloth. Amen. The water softens the cloth, then the hot iron goes over it. The water softens it and then it goes over it. Okay. Now, the word is also, the Bible says that with the cleansing of, with the cleansing of water by the word amen so the water that is released softens hallelujah and what god began to show me with those two things is the dual action of the word of god which must be like a hot iron according to the book of jeremiah i think jeremiah chapter 23 thereabouts okay and then the other element okay it's there is not my word like fire that consumes all that cannot endure the test says the lord Okay, and a hammer that breaks in pieces the rock of most stubborn resistance. Okay. Then the, the other element is from Ephesians chapter five. Okay. Give me from I think it's verse twenty-five, twenty-six, okay, where the washing of water with the word. Okay. Um, that's right. So it says, so that he might sanctify her, okay, having cleansed her by the washing of water with what? The word. Hallelujah. Okay, so the water is a dual action; it softens. If you sit under the word of God, eh, hear this: the word of God, like water, will soften your heart. Are we together? Yeah. If if you avoid constant being in the presence of God, if you avoid where the word of God is not, you evade it, you avoid, you're not sitting constant. Your heart will become hardened to the point that let me tell you what would happen: that it now require hammer to be able to correct something. And that is not God's will. God doesn't want to use hammer to get things corrected, but he will do so if need be. But there are strongholds in our hearts that it might require a hammer to be able to knock out because the devil has built some serious strongholds. Some of it is not your fault. Some of it is by virtue of where you have lived, the environment you've lived, in the home you've been brought up. So there are some fortresses that the devil builds in your mind. You know, that it becomes difficult for you to shift those things. So you can become born again, but you still think in a particular way because of your life experiences is part of what we were listening to this morning. Okay, So sometimes even your upbringing at home can either shape your mind and your attitude towards God's word. You know then the other element about it is also that as the water of god's word as it is cleansing it is it is also wet and softening but is also watering the seed of god's word in your life so the water is necessary for the giving of life it is necessary for the quickening of the spirit it is necessary for making your heart tender so it is a vital that you constantly you know, sit under the Word of God at every opportunity. Now, let me tell you something. If you, if you know yourself, if you know yourself, you will know that it is a dangerous thing for you to be without the Word. Because the Word of God, it is almost like it is, is, is a custom officer eh, to help to guard you from number one person, which is yourself. Because the Word of God, as you hear the Word, there are certain things you want to do. But when the Word of God comes back to you, it will check you and tell you, hmm, mashibai. You know? Which which interpretation means, don't do like that. eh? But if if you don't have the Word... You see, your conscience will be sterile and will, there will be nothing, there will be no reference point. There will be no checkpoint. There will be no immigration officer for your heart. And you discover that you can do some things that, ah, sometimes you begin to wonder how far, you know. So w- you, you, it is vital to keep your heart. If you're going to have a green, lovely lawn, you need to have a sprinkler that will keep on keeping it fresh keep it fresh because the word of god will keep you fresh will keep you alive will keep your lawn looking desirable and that is why the bible teaches that you know external beauty and all these things you know they have their season There will come a time when they will go and what will be left is you know the true inner man who must be fed by the truth of god's word hallelujah and so the bible says like like little children you know that you should desire the sincere milk of the word of god hallelujah so that thereby you may grow in your faith. Where is that? That's right. First Peter what? First Peter chapter what? Verse 2. Okay? Hallelujah. Okay? So it it, it says there that, you know, like newborn babies, you should what? Desire earnestly. Bible says, like newborn babies, you should what? Crave. Now, he's saying like newborn babies. It doesn't say that it's babies. Hear this. He's not speaking to babies, but he's saying like what? Newborn babies. You know how babies, when they don't have, the, when they don't have their milk, hey, they will cry. Eh? In fact, that, because of that, it will force you to go and do what you don't want to do. Let me explain. Let me explain what that means, right? Even if you have stretched yourself to lie down and sleep, eh, when that baby begins to cry, you will just have to get up. If you want your own peace, then you have to what? Feed the child. Even if you say, I've finished, I've cleaned the kitchen, I've sorted out everything, I'm not going back to that kitchen. When the baby begins to cry, eh, you better have an answer to keep them quiet. Amen? So the Bible says, like, what newborn babies you should What? Crave that is thirst for. Then he uses the word what? Earnestly desire. The word pure, unadulterated. He says pure, unadulterated. What? What spiritual? What milk? He says that by it you may be nurtured and grow unto complete salvation. Hallelujah, Amen. Now that means that if not you may, I use the word, you may be saved, but you will remain, what? You will remain dwarfed, you will remain immature, you will remain dysfunctional. You know, you will be incomplete, you will carry spiritual disability. And that is why when Paul saw some people say, ah, what, what kind of salvation did you have? You know, and Paul says, unadulterated, Pure and unadulterated right you know let me tell you the truth if you take pure unadulterated you see all this thing you buy in Sainsbury's or all these shops and they say 12% alcohol eh? that means that they have seriously what watered it down right in in Russia and Eastern Europe right and but okay I'm part of the Caribbean I understand okay when they, there's a kind of the rum that they would do, or vodka, that is, if you try and get it, it's distilled to a point whereby you're almost talking about 99% alcohol. Now, if you take that, huh, you may not recover. It will, all, it will change your life. <laughs> Pure, unadulterated alcohol. Eh, it, will, it will change... Your life. Pardon, it will not be without effect. As <laughs> in the Word of God, Hallelujah, Amen. So, this kai kai petition, you know, okay, it is well. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know because um, it is well. Hallelujah, okay. So it says that nurture and grow unto what complete salvation. I'm laying a foundation here okay now it means that you then you become complete in your salvation you will not be half baked and what is half baked sometimes is even more dangerous because it will look outwardly as if it is well you bite into it and then, ah it's not even well done inside so it is it's like a deception so you take it thinking that it can do something and so you will assign certain things to a person, believing that ah, uh-uh, person is born again. You can do. It. Then when ah, uh, you just realize that ah, uh, inside, everything is not well cooked. Are we together? Yeah. Okay. Was, how many of you have eaten? Is this steak? Is it called a rare steak? Huh? chicken or so at the shops you bite into it outside it looks glazed and brown you bite into it and, and then you just discover blood is still coming out what do you do you keep on eating it don't lie you eat it <laughs> because there's no refund from the asian shops over there <laughs> you eat it like that okay but anyway well, actually as believers never eat anything that has blood in it okay is 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 one of the things that we must never do okay we mustn't eat what well, if you just, that can only just you know just take it back just return it show it to them and tell them not acceptable okay but it's it's deceiving because outside it looks like it's well cooked and then you've paid good money for it and then you bite into it and then you discover it's not it amen so god wants us to grow and be complete the bible says that the ministry of god's word and God's servant right is to present each man Colossians chapter 1 verse 28 okay is to present each man Colossians 1 28 amen are we together let's read together it says what him we what preach and what proclaim so when it's Christ Jesus then that is what brings the Purity to it, okay? Not ourselves, but Christ. Him would preach and what proclaim, warning and admonishing everyone, okay? Admonish means to strongly rebuke or to correct. It's part of the Christian life. Love that does not involve admonishment is a lie, right? Some of us want to be uh, a group in a home whereby nobody can correct you, nobody is there to admonish you, nobody is there to discipline you, and so on, and say, "Ah, I like that. No if a child grows up without discipline he will be a source of reproach to his parents he will reproach means he will bring disgrace so god shows us that he loves us by what admonishing us correcting us directing us you know disciplining us i used to hate the word but when i became a christian i understood that discipline is necessary to fulfill destiny hello Discipline is necessary to fulfill what? Destiny. Okay? If you want to destroy the destiny of your child, revoke, take away discipline from them and see what will happen. Okay? And discipline is always an act of love and is done in the context of wanting to enable that thing to be able to achieve its full potential. Hallelujah. So, it says, proclaiming warning. Why do you warn? You warn because there are dangers along. Are we together? There are dangers. If you don't warn, I always join to preach a nice message to people. But God said to me, no, 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 I didn't call you to preach nice things to people. Warn them. It is part of the ministry. A parent who will not warn his child of dangers and perils along the way. You know what? You have just finished that child. You need to warn the child and say, Look, my dear, be careful. Don't do it. Be careful. You warn, warning is prophylactic. What does prophylactic mean? Pardon? It is preventative. That's right. Yeah? That's right. So what you're saying is, please do be careful. When you get there, be careful, like, be careful, like, be careful. So you're warning them because you're aware of the dangers that lie ahead. Hallelujah. So it says, him we preach. So in procl- preaching class, we proclaim him, hallelujah, but we warn, we admonish, hallelujah, and what? Instruct. Instruction is for what? sheep not for what goats instruction is for sheep amen because the lord's sheep are able to say, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me okay goats you can never instruct a goat it had before it came it made up its mind it was born with a made-up mind are we together Okay, it has. Set, it doesn't matter. All the preaching in the world can never change a goat's mind. But a sheep listens and it takes direction and instruction and is able to alter its course and so on. You know. But a goat, you cannot. You cannot reason. You cannot. It, it has set. It has made up its mind what it is going to do. What it is. It. It. It has. It, there is no other course of action that is open to it. Hey, may may God not bless us with children who are like goats. You know, every parent is proud of a child who has such a tender heart. Let me let me tell you what you see when these kids are doing their whatever. Yeah, you see with um, what's her name again? Um, Tommy. You know, when we're doing the choir rehearsal, you know, she was just singing. She that girl has incredible potential on the inside of her. You know what? Awesome. I mean, if you listen to the original of that song, her voice is literally exactly like the person who did it. But you see, because she's so whatever. So when, you know, when I'm there in the choir, I say, Come on, darling, come on. You have you know, I'm, I'm drawing it out of her and so on. But you see, she did that song. Everybody was clapping for her. But it wasn't like that when we were doing rehearsal. Am I making sense? Yeah. If she had done it the way she wanted to do it during rehearsal, we would not be able to appreciate the beauty. So, what was my role? My role as a coach is, you know, come out, darling. You know, open, throw out. Even before she started, I was doing like this. <laughs> you know, that, oh yeah, don't forget to, you know, release. <laughs> you know, and that is it. Now, if she decides, you know what, who are you to tell me what to do? Eh? You know what? She will remain in her condition and will never change. But you see, the glory has gone to her. Well, of course, to God, but you know what? Everybody says, wow, praise God. But you see, it was because she yielded herself and opened herself to what? Instruction. And sometimes instruction can be firm and tough, but yet it will bring out the best in you. Are we together? Amen. Hallelujah. So it says here, instructing everyone in all what? Wisdom, comprehensive insights into the ways and purposes of God, that we may present every person what? Mature. Amen. Meaning what? Full grown, fully initiated, complete and perfect in what? Christ the anointed one. And according to, the Bible says that according to Ephesians 4 verse 13. That what does that mean? What does that mean? Ephesians 4 verse 13. Okay, that, that, from 13 it takes us to verse It says what? That, that it might what? That's we, until we all attain oneness in the faith and in the comprehension of the full and accurate knowledge of who? The Son of God. That we might arrive at really mature what? What, what? what is really mature manhood? Tell me what really mature manhood. is there. It says what? It is what? The completeness of personality. Which is what? Nothing less than the standard height of Christ's own perfection. It says, the measure of the stature of the fullness of the Christ and the completeness found in him. Hallelujah. So, when before you describe somebody as, ah, the guy is cool, man. The guy is really cool. Ah, lovely, handsome. You see, you're just looking at the outward things. What makes a man cool? What makes somebody correct? What you say, ah, this guy is mature. Maturity is not about how much gray hair or white hair he may have. All the things outside. My height, my age, my beard, my everything does not make me mature. Maturity is Christ-likeness. If you want to see who is a real man, you say, Ah, man, the guy, not a real man. You know what? If you use anything to describe the person short of Christ Jesus, then you are canal yourself and you don't know what a real man is like. And I dare say something. It takes a real woman to know what a real man is like. You know? Your money doesn't make you a real man. Your height doesn't make you a real man. Your age does not make you a real man. What makes you a real man what, what, what proves your maturity is the evidence of Christ in you. Walking like Christ, desiring to be like a loving Christ, loving God the Father, doing the will of the Father. That is what manhood, Christ-likeness and manhood are synonymous. They are one. You know? So when I want my son to become like a real man, when I want to show him what it means to be a real man, it is not by having a tattoo and having big biceps, which I used to think like before. I always wanted a tattoo. I always wanted one around the biceps and everything so that my chest would be in front over there, then, you know, the shoulders would be like that and so on. But, you know, I I pursued all those things. After a while, I began to realize that, you know what, as I got saved, that no, that is not what... Real manhood is about, you know. Th- that's not it. It's not the number of women that you sleep with. It's not all those things that make you. Because when we're in the world, it's like, ah, bow, 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 you're counting the number of people that you have, you know, uh, flawed. But that's not what makes you a man. That's not what makes you a real person. It is the Christ likeness. It is, the, it is the God on the inside dwelling in you. The nature of Christ that is revealed in you. In your conduct, in your words, in your thoughts, in your actions. Those are the things that produce and make one like a real man. And the purpose of the ministry of the Holy Spirit is according to Romans 8.29. Is what? The ministry of the Holy Spirit is to do what? And for those whom he foreknew, he also what? Predestined. Hallelujah. Amen. For those whom he foreknew, of whom he was aware, and what? Loved beforehand. The Bible says that what? He also destined from the beginning for ordaining them. Hallelujah. To be molded in what? The image of his son. And share inwardly his likeness. That we might become, that he might become, what? The firstborn among what? Many brethren. Hallelujah. But let me tell you the truth. This can never happen. Unless you are constantly sitting and beholding Christ Jesus, you will always become what you expose yourself to. Hello? Whatever you expose yourself to, for good or for bad, you will become like. I I can tell you some things, right? We didn't need Bible. My parents used to say, if you keep on moving with that person, I know what you'd be like. Show me your friends and I will show you who you are. In church... I can tell what somebody is going to do. in a matter of time. Because if I see the friendships and the alignments that they have, you know what? They fall like dominoes. When one just does like this, I can almost, because they're aligned together, it is almost inevitable that they'll, they'll begin to come like that. So I, if you look, if I see this, I can almost tell what is going to happen over there. Because every association right always produces a fruit so the bible tells us in second corinthians chapter 3 from verse 18 okay if you take verse 17 start from verse 17 okay bible says what now the lord is what the spirit and where the spirit of the lord is there is what liberty emancipation from what bondage from what a bondage, and that is what freedom. Hallelujah. What is the, Let me just ask a question for you. What is Christian freedom? What is Christian freedom? Hello. Freedom from sin. F- yes, freedom from sin. But ab- above all, it is it is being liberated from from a life where you're not able to respond to the voice and the will of God. I am free now to serve God with my life. I'm free from all the sin that so easily entangles. I'm free from all sorts of things, from the grip of Pharaoh. Now I can serve God with liberty, with joy. I can do the will of God. I can obey God. I can honor God with my life. Are we together? Yeah? I can submit to God. There is no fear. Because fear is a bondage. I can submit. I can hear. I can listen. You know i can be obedient freedom true christian freedom is actually now i can be obedient to god and we, god wants to free us from three places one he wants to free us from what number one is who self self flesh your own self eh? you are your number one gates man okay or or, or or prison warden number two is the what the world and number three is the devil okay so there are three things that hold men captive from doing the will of god self that's self-centeredness two is what the world okay alignment with the world and then three the devil those three things will hinder you and stop you from doing the will of god are we together amen Hallelujah. so it says now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is there is what liberty that is what emancipation, freedom That is when we are born again and we receive the Holy Ghost hey there is liberty I can serve God nothing holding me back anymore I can do the precious will of God hallelujah amen and then the next verse now says verse 18 hear this it says and all of us let's read together and all of us as with what unveiled face that means that the, the devil's hood over our lives have been taken off okay because we continue to behold what where in the what in the word of god as in a mirror the glory of the lord are constantly being what being what transfigured into his very own image in ever increasing splendor from one degree of what glory to another for this comes from the Lord, who is the what? Spirit. Your child cannot come and tell you, I want to be a medical doctor, but he's not going to any medical school. He's not going to study. He's not, going to, he's not sitting in lectures. How can you be one? Huh? Agbo. Oh, they say he wants to be a native doctor. <laughs> no, no, no. Think about it. You want to be an engineer, but you're not going to school. You're not, I mean, we do in our natural thinking, what do we do? We tell our children, whatever you want to come, you have to go to school, you have to listen to your teacher, you have to pay attention, you have to make sure you're in class, make sure you do your homework, isn't it? What is good for the goose must be what? How can you want to be like Christ, but you're not con- you're not regular in church? You don't at home. You know what? You don't sit down and spend time reading the Bible. You don't read. You, d- you don't listen to teaching. You don't you don't take. You don't buy the CDs to say, "Let me re-listen to what they said," because the children were distracting. You know, my 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 mind was not where I should have been at that time. Please let me you know repetition, rehearsal. You know, and as you listen to it over and over again, that's why the Bible says that what we, it said the because we continued, continued. In, which means that, you know what? I continue. That, even when I leave church here, that is not the end of the story. I am continuing in the word. I am listening over and over again. Because repetition. If only going to class is all that your children do. And don't do homework, don't do rehearsal or re- re- revision. It will never happen. So we know that that is necessary for them to become who they need to be in the natural world. It's a principle of life. That if you don't sit under, you can never become what you desire to be. So, we are transformed to become the image of God in Christ as we sit under the Word of God. The Spirit of God is working under us. He's taking away the darkness, taking away the, you know, the, the formlessness, the emptiness of our lives. And our lives are constantly being shaped, being transformed, being transformed. So, somebody will come out and begin to say certain things. You know, ah, now nah, this person has been with somebody. There are some things that will come out of people's tongues. You know, it's done this person speaking is xyz because they have been moving together then you begin to hear what other one person's voice through their voice the hand of what the hand of jacob but the what voice of what or is it the other way around Uh this is the voice of what But it is the (laughs) hallelujah. You know, it's so because somebody's, you know, sometimes, who have you been moving with? Who have you been moving with? Children come up with certain things and you know, uh, ah, come, 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 come. Who, who, Who taught you this one? Who have you been moving with? Because evil company will corrupt good manners. Whether you're old, and that was not written for children. It was written even you as an adult. You as an adult. You're, 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 what, let me just say this, because you know what? It, it makes loss. It makes as a single man, eh? oh, sorry, as a married man, eh? all your friends are single men, or all your friends are those who have girlfriends all over the place who who are, you know, who are single or are still clubbing and everything, very soon, very soon, even if you didn't start that way, your heart will begin to move in that direction. The Bible says, even Solomon, who was the wisest man in the whole world, eh, because of what association, eh, he missed it. Because whatever you sit under, you will become like. So when people are acting in a particular way, I know that it is because if you have sat under the word of God, that's I main sense. When, once I, I learn something, I give it to Pastor T. I give it to AK. I give it to you guys. I say, please, because we are walking together. So I need you to understand so we can be on one page. When, I, when God teaches me something, I come, I share it straight away with the house so that you can also receive so we can move together. The Bible says, can two walk together except they be in what? Agreement. You know, so God wants us that if we're going to walk with Christ, if we're going to be transformed to become like, if our children are going to become like Christ Jesus, then they must see Christ in us. Hallelujah. They must see us walking with Christ. And as they behold us, they too, they are being transformed. As we also sit under the word of God, you align yourself with the people who are passionate for God. And don't be like Mikal, the people that despise the people of God. You know, I was going to go into that, you know, I'll, I'll do that next week. Because you see, sometimes when, when, when our hearts are called for God, when we see people who love God, we become bitter and resentful. But it is God's will that when we see those who love God, we should desire to be close to them and learn from them and draw close and be passionate with them and say, God, this thing, I also desire it in my own life. But rather like Mikhail, we become resentful, You know, of it. And God says, as a result of that, you know what? Barrenness will follow you for the rest of your life. Saints of God, God is calling us to a higher level. Amen? Amen. If we're going to be the church of our Lord Jesus Christ, if we're going to step out there to proclaim Christ Jesus, if we're going to go out there to honor God and to reveal the manifest glory of Christ Jesus, then our lives must begin to be transformed by that truth you can come to jesus anyhow but you cannot remain with jesus anyhow because the holy spirit will change you through the word of god if your heart is open to him amen let us rise up together hallelujah father we give you glory and we give you praise hallelujah thank you thank you thank you for your eternal truth jehovah god will bless you and we honor you let's rise up and just speak to god and just say lord I, i i release i yield myself to your word and to your spirit do a work in me, O oh God. Hallelujah. Lord, take my life from Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 to verse 31. Let verse 31 be what will be revealed in my life at all times. Hallelujah. The Bible says, and God saw that all he had made was beautiful. And the Bible says, and he blessed it. Hallelujah. May your life be like Genesis chapter 1 verse 31. Hallelujah. Hey, that will please God when he looks. The Bible says, this is my son in whom I am well pleased hallelujah may your life be so in the precious name of jesus may the holy spirit by the living word of god transform you change you renew you that you become like christ jesus inside out transformed in your inner man hallelujah may christ be perfected in you in christ jesus and all that concerns you in jesus precious name hallelujah
0: You have been listening to a message recorded from the Redeemed Christian Church of God International Christian Centre Chadwaith. If you need copies of this message, please call the church office on 0208 859 00789 or 0208 59 or email us at media at icc-rccg.org Please find further details about this ministry at www.icc-rccg.org God bless.